0: Money is an awesome thing, if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Welcome to Straight Talk, Clear Decisions with Rick Sailor and co-host Eric Hamburg. As an investor, you should know what you're buying and what you're really holding. We'll demystify investing and lay it all out for you in easy to understand terms. Now here's Rick and Eric.
1: Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life.
2: Well, I'm Rick. And I'm Eric. And we are your no-nonsense wealth management hosts. Welcome to our show. Eric, you know what? It's, uh, it is springtime. We love the NCAA brackets. Boy, exciting games last night, although poor Bob Huggins that used to be at UC just got crushed again by, but who's going to beat University of Kentucky? I mean... They call it March Madness for a reason. For a reason. And
3: I think um, Kentucky showed last night. I'm pretty sure they're the team to beat
2: still. I'm going to tell you what, that's impressive. Somebody gave me a little stat yesterday I wasn't aware of, that the tallest team per player in NCAA is? Kentucky, And uh, when they compared U.K. against the NBA teams, they were number two against all NBA teams. So that tells you what uh, John Calipari is doing down there and, hey, more power to him.
3: I guess height does make a difference in basketball. In yeah, that
2: game, it seems to. <laughs> when you're playing head and shoulders above everybody else. Nobody else really has a chance unless you can shoot threes from another zip code. Yep. Because you got to shoot it up and over, and you don't get many second chances.
3: You don't. You know, UC put a gave up a good fight. We're here in Cincinnati, so UC oh. gave up a a tolerable fight at the end, and they didn't come it's out victorious. But
2: Respectable on Xavier did well against Arizona, but fell by the wayside. Yep, still respectable. I'm um, A UD fan, I saw UD fall and what the thirty-two. Yep, uh, but they put up a good game. So I mean, that's it's exciting. I just love this time of year. I love the 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 camaraderie and the you know and the and the conflicts and the, the you know, whole
3: bit. No many, or not too many people can say they've had four te- four college teams in the area get to the. Um, the, sweet, the NCAA, sweet or the sweet, or just even in the tournament. If yeah. UK, Louisville, UC, Xavier, and Dayton all within, what, I think it's a 150-mile radius, yeah. there's not too many people that can have that many teams in their in their area be dancing at the same time.
2: Well, it could be <laughs> said, it could be said that since we do have these cold winters, that we got really nothing else better to do. Yeah. play play basketball basketball inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, the weathers, you you may hear a little in my voice. I apologize. Change of season. I am doing much better. I went to an allergist and, uh, uh, the Bernstein, John and uh, Dr. John Bernstein, great, great doctor. Uh, and they gave me some things that have changed this. I've had this upper respiratory sinus thing and the change of season for 20 years. I get the infections, take the antibiotics, well, last fall, I went and finally saw them, and they diagnosed me and gave me something, and I'm doing better, but I still got the, you mm-hmm. hear the, the, the bronchitis. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's a whole lot better than having a full blown infection, infection again. Infection. what it so is. Ma- making progress, moving forward. <laughs> it's what it is each day. It is. And, next, it, and it, it makes it a little forward. more challenging when I'm, you know, I've got all the speaking that I do, I had three speaking engagements. Well, I had a couple of presentations, and I. Had, had started the uh, this the second week at uh, UD. Yep. That I teach up in the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. So I had a lot of talking I had to do. Just two hours, and then turn around to give a presentation on because our insurance partner couldn't make it
3: for what long term care last yeah, night. Yeah, long
2: term care alternatives. So uh, I think I held up well, but at the end of that, I was done.
3: Yep. Time to sit on your couch, maybe drink a cold one and watch basketball. It's That's happy it. Friday.
2: It's Friday. So T-G-I-F. Well, you know, we are focused here, Eric, on this, the entirety of the process, you know, that end-to-end kind of like Steve Jobs created an Apple. And we've done that and just transferred that into the world of finance. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's, you know, when we talk about the entirety of financial planning, it's really four pillars or, you know, we call it four pillars, call it four pieces of the pie, and it's, you know, it's all four. It's wealth management, it's your money, it's your insurance, it's your taxes, and it's your estate planning. However, you know, on the wealth management side, that's where Rick and I, that's where we spend our day.
2: It is, and that's, uh, so, you know, making sure these pieces work together, you know, the the whole concept of transparent wealth management is understanding what you have and what role it plays, understanding what you're paying and what it's doing for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get those things from your advisor, uh, you should be getting it. That's just, I mean, we use a holistic approach, and as you mentioned, we're integrating these pieces together so they function as, as, as opposed to the alternative, which is dysfunction. dysfunction. And uh, you know, there's enough challenges in the world of financial planning and retirement planning and wealth management to have you know, those pieces, those four pillars not working well.
3: And it, and it can quickly spiral. So you know, that's the wealth management. If we have the, the taxes, you know, it is tax season. We're here. We got what three weeks left to either file your taxes or, or file for an extension, um, depending on which one you prefer. Um, so we do, you know, our partners
2: and efficiency is different than you know planning is different than preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got the insurance. You know, the risk management. Know what you're paying. Make sure you got the right coverages and make sure you're paying a fair price. You know, we see that a lot when those insurance audits take place that are part do, that people don't have the right coverage. They just bought something out of the box they saw on TV with a cute little Geico character. Or or they
3: don't understand what they bought, you know, what the difference flow. is.
2: Who's that, Flow from the Progressive? progressive you know, or the, uh, what was the guy from Allstate? Uh, deep voice guy. I mean, they're funny commercials, but, uh, you know, the reality is it's not funny if you take a hit and uh, on the other one, the Farmers. You know, so here's what you think. you got this big pond. Kid goes, jump in. It's a little miniature pond. <laughs> we'll you know, I mean, those are all humorous. But the reality is, you know, you, you need to be looking at that and check them every couple of years because maybe you're not having bad experiences, but maybe the whole region did and your premiums went up and another company didn't. So it's good to be working with, in our opinion, independent. Like we're independent in the wealth management side. We think that's an advantage. And finally... The estate. caboose is not, the, not the, the last but not the least. It's
3: the estate planning. It's the last pillar, um, could be one of the most important pillars, and it's, it's really do your proper estate planning today. So we work with both uh, estate planning attorneys and elder law attorneys. This is you've, you've worked your career, you've saved your money, you've grown your assets, you've accumulated assets. Make sure everything's in order so when that day comes, your loved ones get that. They get your money, they get your assets, they get your house. A good chunk of it doesn't go to the courts or hospitals or attorneys. So it's, it's, it's very easy to sit down and do a plan for your estate. Um, problem is a lot of people don't do it. So we work with, uh, you know, estate planning and elder law to make sure it is in place because a day will come, we just don't know when.
2: And since we're on that topic, uh, you know, these are, the show is, is educational in nature, Eric, as opposed to being advice. So please don't take it as advice. Doesn't constitute that or tax advice. Legal advice. We're not attorneys. We uh, we work within the world of tax efficiencies, but we're not tax preparers. Uh, we just thirty-two years of doing this, and you know, between us, almost forty years. Yep. It's not what we focus on. So, consult with qualified financial legal, or tax people or real estate prior to taking any action. And uh, the opinions that we express today are purely ours. They're not our broker dealer NPC. We are duly registered. We're registered investment advisors as well as under a broker-dealer arrangement. So we can't, we are really the department store of financial services in that sense. Yep. Convenience. Uh, and, and we may, some of the statements we make, we do use demographics in that. We pull that from HS Dent. Uh, and, you know, that's, uh, nobody has a crystal ball. Can't foretell the future, but it's amazing how much that uh, when you look at the macro trends of what comes out of that, you know, it's amazing to me how much matchup there is. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have an interesting topic today, and we would welcome you to send us your questions. We can address those at the end of the show. If you email us at info at com, info at com, we'll be able to pick those up. Or if you tweet those to us, yep. we can pick them up.
3: At Rick Tyerman, R-I-K-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T, Or on Facebook, you know, follow us on Facebook, write a question on the Facebook page, and um, it's Rick Saylor Financial, R-I-K. And we can go ahead and address those in the last segment of our show today.
2: So this topic is a good topic. I think it's one that, you know, there's a lot of dimensions to this. But, you know, planning for retirement, what ifs, and how to protect your savings from unwanted financial surprises. You know, the reality is there are, There are enough things we know about, you know, that we need to be focusing on to get the fundamentals. And if we are prepared then and the basics, which we'll cover a lot of those and maybe some that aren't so basic, then, you know, when life throws us a curve, we can adapt a little better, be a little better prepared. Because I love that classic definition, Eric, of what good luck is, which is preparation meeting opportunity. And that's really, I think that's the theme for today's show. So we're going to be covering down through a lot of these. But, you know, I look at what would happen. You know, right now the economy seems to be roaring, but, you know, it's, the stock market is at all-time highs. And, you know, let's just kind of paint this scenario where, the, you know, the economy looks like it's roaring, the stock market's right, you know, and we're healthy. Yep. You know, well, then it's easy to overlook the what-ifs when you're planning for retirement. But what if? What if we saw, like we saw in 2008, the stock market plunges by 50%. You know, would that cause you to have to stay on the job for another five or ten years? Would it cause you to have to stay in the workforce longer than what you really want to?
3: Or what if you or your spouse's health suddenly took a turn for the worse, and you're now facing $120,000 a year long-term care expense? Is this something you thought or you planned for, you know, five years ago?
2: Or what if taxes shoot through the roof? and it significantly reduces your monthly income, the lifestyle that you had planned to have in retirement. And now that's not a reality because it's eroding too much. Or what if you simply
3: live to be 95 years old and you only plan to live to age 90? You know, would you completely run out of money in retirement? Rick, here's my point, or here's our point, I should say. I'm not reaching here. These are all very real scenarios. And we see these things. We've seen each one of these happen, people walking through our doors. And it's not, you know, it can't happen to me. It's going to happen to somebody. And if you haven't planned for it, you're hoping again that it doesn't happen to you.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you what, I've been around a little longer than you, but if, if you've been around long enough, you know, things can go wrong. And when they do it completely changes, and could turn your life upside down in a heartbeat. So the time to plan for unwanted surprises is not during the chaos. That's not the time to buy insurance either. The time to plan is now. Start looking at that ahead. Anticipate what could potentially go wrong. You know, I like to call it the worst case scenarios. You know, if if we go into a situation or into this plan with a worst case scenario, then we know the very worst that can happen. Plan for the worst, hope for the best. And find out and a lot of what we're going to be talking about today on the show is what you can do now to prepare for the unexpected retirement. So we're going to reveal the most common what-if scenarios in retirement and what you can do now to protect everything you work for. And that's all coming up. So, you know, as we kind of break this down, you know, again, this is a, this is a product of preparation, I think. You know, we we I know sometimes it seems like we're beating this drum. You're like, hey, I already did the financial plan. I did this. I did that. I don't want to, I don't want to get that back out of the drawer. Um, I just want to leave it alone because I did that once. Yeah. You know, the reality is, is the you may think you at some point in time where you have this right. Well, then the rules change. You know, taxes go up. They start taxing in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the market, I mean, I look at this on the stock market a couple Mondays ago was an anniversary. Mm-hmm. It was the sixth anniversary of the longest bull run you know in modern time here of the stock market, and not running on good fundamentals though mm-hmm. I mean we understood you 've heard us talk about our economy in the United States is driven our GDP or gross domestic product. Is is almost three quarters, two-thirds of it for sure, something like seventy percent, you know, is consumptive spending. So consumption is important in our society, and we really drive the world in that sense.
3: And that's us as consumers buying and spending money.
2: Buying and spending. And forty-six year olds, they say forty-six to fifty in demographics, but let's just say forty-six year olds, keep it simple. The more forty-six year olds we have, the higher the tide's gonna rise. So for example, the baby boom generation, and I broaden that definition, because if you look on a chart, people born between 1932 and 1964 number somewhere in about the 92 million. Well, that wave, as we started in 1982, we started turning 46. The building and buying of houses and the building and buying of cars were at all-time highs, and our economy roared, and we extended a lot of credit. We, now, we have been losing 46-year-olds and a decline on the birth cycle for the last five years. And it continues for the next five years. So when we predicted with, with a reasonable amount of accuracy, you know, the when the market was rising and the shakeouts in the 2000, and then we looked at that second wave up, we said sometime in the late 2000s, early 2000, we're gonna see a downturn, and it looks like 50%, because that's what showed up on our graphs. and. That's exactly what happened. Now, I could also stand, understand that on an arrhythmic graph, you know, in those charts, how the, the Dow hit 14,000 because we had more 46-year-olds. It's a little hard to understand as that's been declining for the last five years that the Dow is now trading, which is a, an index you can't directly invest in. We've got a stock market that's riding at an all-time high. at 17, almost 18,000. Yeah. It hits and on new. what? Stimulus. Stimulus. We can – we print a lot of m- – Distortions. Mm-hmm. Distortions. Low interest rates. So we could be in a very scenario where that in regards to the market, that the stock market is stock market's overvalued, uh, and we're starting to see a little more stress here as the dollar gets stronger, the Fed, the Federal Reserve starts dialing off some of their stimulus, and we start to see a stronger dollar, which made us less competitive as an exporter. And on the same, at the same time, Eric, we have low, the all-time low on interest rates, and we know when interest rates go up, which eventually they will. We just don't know how much and when. We know they're going to go up. What does that do to the bond market?
3: It, it could be – it's not going to be a fun – let me put it. It's not going to be a fun day in the bond market. But the, the fundamentals
2: market. are when interest rates rise, the bond, the bond yields, yields drop.
3: drop you know, and when interest you – know, in a falling interest rate environment, that is very rewarding for bondholders. That's what bondholders have seen in the last 12 years. Interest rates have been falling. Bonds have been performing. Well, now we're on the other side of the coin. When interest rates rise, b- bonds typically do not perform as well.
2: So what if, what if we're in a situation where we have a diversification dilemma? We have dysfunction. Because what typically you say, hey, when, when stocks go up, bonds typically fall. Or say flat. And when bonds go up, stocks typically fall. Well, what happens if we've got them falling in concert because interest rates are going up and it's causing the stock market contributing to a fall to come back to a pullback because we have not seen volatility. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Volatility in the market, that choppiness and you can measure that, you know, in what they call the VIX has been benign for the last year and a half or two years. But mark our words here, it is coming back just like gravity is to nature. It's natural and it's unnatural not to have it. But again, these are days and times we live with stimulus where it distorts the market, but we're going to start to see that come back.
3: Yeah. With the U.S. being the biggest consumer really in the world, we spend more money than any other country, you know, we're coming off our stimulus as the other countries, you know, specifically Europe, is starting to stimulate their economy. So the question is, you know, is their printing gonna have the same sort of effect that we had here in the United States, and how is it going to affect their market and the emerging markets?
2: Well, we have 12 items that we think you should and shouldn't do, and we're going to we're gonna get through as many as those as we can today, and, and hopefully we can get through all of them and treat them all right. So uh, be sure and call our our line here, 513-454-9999. If you want to call in with live questions at the end of the show, uh, Brad can take those on his end, 866 472 Five seven nine zero. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Or email us at info at straight dot com or tweet us, which is at Rick Tirement. Yep. Uh, and that's R I K T I R M E N T. It's kind of clever. So, uh, anyways, send those to us. We'll answer those on the air and, and do that in the last segment of the show. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no nonsense host, Rick Saylor
3: and Eric Hamburg.
1: The best part of your life.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings.
2: Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation.
1: Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of
0: your life. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it. The joy it brings.
2: Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care and I took her through her money in the spend down into the veteran's benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living and at the end of her life two years later it was over $8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it, Well, why don't you try what I did. I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today.
1: Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of
0: your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings.
2: Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Eric. And you know, we are on this topic and I think it's going to be a good topic. Planning for retirement, the what ifs, how to protect your savings from unwanted financial surprises. And one of the best things to do is to have a plan, to have a plan, revisit the plan. You know, we've got 12 items here we're going to discuss. Well, the first one, let's hit a couple of these here. You know, don't be complacent. And I'll even throw this other one in, don't get discouraged. Well, one of the best ways to do that is, you know, prepare for the look ahead. Look at a worst-case scenario, you know, prepare for the storms. Now, we've just had this, not, not as bad as it was in 2014, but, you know, February was pretty uh, pretty cold.
3: Very. Was it the
2: fourth year? Fourth coldest on record for us, but when we look up in the Northeast, most of these, some of these storms absolutely shut down the mid Atlantic region of the U.S. So, you know, I begin to think how people would significantly deal or how they would experience a significant financial storm, you know, and how that would impact their retirement plan. So, you know, for example, do you know what would happen to your retirement comfort if the stock market portfolio lost 40 or 50%?
3: or what would happen if you or your spouse went into a again a long-term care situation where you now have to pay $120,000 a year for for care. Or well,
2: how about this? You never do know when this is going to happen or when it could, but how about if you or your spouse died suddenly leaving the survivor with a mortgage and a low income or other exposed, you know, risks. So, you know, here's how we take a look at this. You know, one of the ways not being complacent is that you stress test your financial plan.
3: And you do it in times when it is beneficial that if you can make changes, you can. I mean, think about it for a second. When do you buy car insurance? Well, before you get in your car, not after you had an accident. When do you typically buy life insurance? Well, you buy life insurance before you pass away. Because if you waited until – you got in that car accident, and then you purchase car insurance. Guess what? It's going to be very, very expensive for you. Translate that to retirement planning. You don't plan for retirement once you're in retirement because now, now you're going to have very little options to choose from. You do the planning prior, so when you get there, you're ready. You've done the planning. You've done the preparation. You have everything in order. So it's, it's – you know, planning is crucial in a market like now. When we've had a nice run in the market for the last five or six years, we can now start to you know, decide, well, what am I trying to do with my retirement? What am I trying to do with my money? Am I trying to make it grow and give it – pass it on to kids? Or do I actually need income off of it? And today to start making those changes, that's when it is, not when the storm already hits.
2: Right, and you know how many people we've seen in the last six years. A lot of them have not been in the market. They've been largely in cash because – you know, cash positions, because they said, hey, well, I don't understand the dynamics of this market, and this is really weird. It's of normal. And they're right. This is really like the 1930s, mm-hmm. just with new new financial tools that the Fed's using. Um, and that's a different show altogether. But, you know, when we look at that, you know, we've seen, we see a lot of people that um, – you know, because the dynamics are different. You know, they've been sitting in cash because they just don't understand it. So, you know, getting too conservative too early is financial suicide on the installment plan. Because real inflation is running at really 3 or 4%. And we use 422 in our plans. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to refer back to that, there was a show a couple weeks ago that we did on real inflation. And how that it's averaged since they start tracking, what, 33 and a lot of financial people use three, but it's like the man who who drowned in an inch of water. That's not what he drowned in. It's when you take inflation from the 1960s to now, it's been six percent. Yep. Yes, so it's changed. And, and the question is, when you're retired, you know what's inflation going to be? Well, we don't know. So you got to plan for the kind of those worst case scenarios. And I think since we're in a very benign period right now, just like the volatility in the market is fairly benign, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it didn't doesn't exist anymore. It's
3: just being hidden. It's being masked by other phenomena that have never, haven't have happened before.
2: Yeah, and if you want to understand that demographics, we can't do that, but you can go on to our website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com, and look back. There's a long winter season ahead by the Dent Research Group. It's about a nine-page read, and it's uh, it's very good, mm-hmm. very good. You can get that on there and, and maybe give you an idea of how that we're applying that. You know, and I'm going to tell you what. When I think about this, there's just so many things. We mentioned them kind of, uh, you know, we'll drill down on these. But think about the things when we're stress testing a plan, Eric. We're looking at, you know, somebody's inflows and their outflows, which it looks like. We're looking at their current portfolio, the kind of risk-reward relationship they've got there. And then we've got their vision, values, and goals because everybody's financial plan, no two people. They're like finger print out one, but no two are exactly the same. And then we test that. Against inflation, against taxes, against volatility In and the market. ten thousand combinations over the last thirty years. And it sets out a probability of successor or could be failure, not a guarantee, but it gives you an indication with those variables and says, Okay, now maybe this starts to fall short. What am I different? Well, there's only a handful of things you have to choose from. Yep. You can work longer, you can save more. You take more investment risk. You can cut your standard living in retirement or cut what the kiddies are going to get. That's right. And your legacy. So that's it. So, you know, think about this. One of the things we typically, we use in our plans, I think, is just had this discussion and on a regular basis we have this, but, you know, they say, well, where where, where do you p- pick this, this age? How do you determine how long I'm going to live? I think a lot of people may be simply underestimating we say if you're going to be conservative, I think most of our plans reflect what ninety-three for the gals and ninety for the men. Mm-hmm. If somebody, if you really want to be conservative, you better be using a hundred.
3: And we'll show we'll show age a hundred, not because we think you're going to live there, but again, this is something we don't know. No one knows how long they're going to live, and we want to show you what can happen if you do live too long. And do you have the assets? Do you have the income to cover that gap?
2: So you know, you, the best surprise is no surprise unless it's a pleasant one. But you know, most people are, are really looking at enough money typically over the next 10 or 20 years. But what about the next 25 or 30 or even 40 years? Now there's where it gets a little sketchier.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, we're firm believers. That's our training. That's our background, you know, financial planning and using comprehensive dynamic tools. You know, we have a financial plan. If you haven't done one, you haven't revisited one, um, you know, in the last couple of years, that's, that's a serious faux pas. And if you want to you know again don't be complacent that's your first action item it should be new year's resolution we had a show on that too didn't we we did so it's one of those things okay well let's start out and let's look at that that's system because it's like a financial gps It's not going to tell you how to get back on track but it certainly tells you that you just went down on the wrong road
3: correct and i think you know obviously you know our background coming from the financial planning side it's important for us to understand where each and every one of you are coming from and more importantly it's it's us being realistic with you it's saying hey you can do this or maybe you can't this is what you have these are the changes you have to make today in order to be successful because at the end of the day you don't retire to go backwards in your standard of living you retire to enjoy your retirement to maybe travel maybe spend time with grandkids maybe garden more so, so we're going to be upfront realistic with you and say hey if this is truly what you want to do hopefully you're good and if not these are the changes you have to make today in order to live that successful retirement life
2: so you know if you're going to run out of money potentially what you want to see that ahead of time where you can do something and chart a different course that's right
3: so that's when you're working if you have a
2: your margin of error is
3: wider that's right and you can save more or you could retire later but if you've already retired
2: guess what You can't retire because you're retired. And do you really want to go back to work at a job that's going to pay you less? Now, I understand there's a lot of ramifications and implications here that we we can't really touch on, but if you really hate your job, let's face it, you're losing life every minute and every second you're there. But, But apart from that, you know, what we see, how many times have we seen, Eric, when somebody's plans, they say, this is what my ideal life looks like. This is my ideal dream realized. And I want to go out at such and such an age. And, but if we just move that, if we just slide that from 62 up to say 65 or 66, that their plan goes into the positive territory because they're earning, it's the highest earning years. They're maximizing social security with a pay in. Mm -hmm. If they're covered under that, Uh, they're optimizing their retirement because they're saving more and they're not drawing down on their assets because they're, again, that longevity thing comes into play. So, um, you know, those are all key factors, and we can put those into a plan and, again, move the pieces around.
3: I mean, think about it. If you're a, a spouse or husband and wife and you work an extra two years, and let's just say between the both of you, you both make a, a you know, total of, say, 150000 you times it out two years, that's $300,000. If you weren't working, you might have drawn half of that out of your investments in order to keep up with your standard of living. So just by working a few years. To you personally, it might not seem like it's going to be a big deal, but at the end of the day, that could be the difference between enjoying it and not enjoying retirement.
2: So here's another one, not being complacent, and, and, and you don't know, forecast a market downturn. So we could simulate this in the plan, but if you were to do this, just take your initial ads and decrease them by 40%. Now, we also we've got some really cool – because in addition to the financial plan we use – we're using a tool that's, uh, uh, again, we pay for, and these things cost money. It's called Hidden Levers. And that takes 60, up to 60 headline different items and says, okay, well, what happens if there's unrest like we're experiencing right now in the Middle East? And what impact does that have? And we can simulate that against your portfolio. And why? Because there's nothing new under the sun. And it's not exact, but I'm going to tell you what's darn pretty darn close. And it can tell us exactly what impacts your portfolio um, with that particular event or a positive one. We rebound economy gets back on track. And how's that? Well, that's going to be far less damaging than, but it's a really cool tool and we can stress, but, but if you're out there doing this on your own, just simulate that yourself and say, okay, if I took a 40% hit, not that I want to, but, but it, then you need to be looking at the risk and reward in your portfolios and testing with tools like we're using. And, and it's kind of crazy. I know we pay t- excuse me, tens of thousands of dollars for the programs we use. And it doesn't make sense for a lot of you to do that because if you're not doing it professionally, but it's a, uh, again, it's kind of like the doctor's got those cool, cool equipment. And the, and I just came from just some cool stuff there wouldn't make sense. But I think that's one of those things that's going to tell you, you look at these kind of things uh it's how did your plan hold up you know did you run out of money and what happens again we just did a program this week and we hope to get those back live again and we can webex those but we had uh two speakers in this week on alzheimer's and i think you heard one of those Mm -hmm. presentations that's a little frightening that how rapidly that's growing and that there is no cure for it, no. and we are spending. Even though heart disease certainly and cancer and are certainly killers, they are weakening in terms of. What do I say? They're dropping in terms of the mortality rates that it's uh, that it's causing. However, Alzheimer's is on the rise, and we're spending a fraction. You know, and in the in the fact that it hit person at any age. At any age, listen. We used to think it was just. They used to call it old timers instead of Alzheimer's. <laughs> you know, and it's not an old old person disease. My mother personally had that. And you know, that I managed her care and that eventually she got how to breathe. I mean, that's, and that sounds very harsh. Uh, and it was hard to watch my mom go through that, but managing her care and the expense of that is immense. Yeah. So you, you start to put that into a plan and say, okay, well, we did a show, a show that said red statistics, what is $318,000 that the average couple, and again, there are no averages, but about $318,000 in additional out-of-pocket expenses that you can account for this. Yep. The question is, are you going to be self-insured? Do you need to get one of these long-term care alternative type policies or traditional long-term care, stuff that our partners deal with? But we also did a class this week on that, you know, to kind of educate people, make them aware so they can plan again. Planning this stuff in advance Makes a lot more sense than waiting till after the damage is done. And again, I'll quote one of the people we follow, Michael Guyon, who described, you know, most people in an accident situation, Eric, are hitting the brakes after the motion of the accident has already taken place. You're not going to stop it. Then it's too late. So that's not the time to be looking at that. You know, now's the time to be looking at it, stress testing it so that you make sure that you covering. So again, I think that rule, don't be complacent. The second one, you know, don't get discouraged. You know, just like complacency lulls people into inaction, you know, feeling overly discouraged or overwhelmed can have the same effect. Mm-hmm. So let's not make mountains out of molehills. Yep. I, 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 I'm always been a person. Let's jump in and let me look at it and see it for what it is. Maybe it really is as bad as what I thought it was.
3: Yeah, and it's not. You know, if if you if you're 50 years old and you have 200,000 and your goal is to get a million dollars in five years, that might be un that might be unrealistic. So don't set that expectation. You know, if you set it too high or too far. You kind of shut down because you understand it's impossible. I but want to a, get there. In, a,
2: in an interactive plan like what we use, you know, you can see, maybe you see that your picture isn't as dire and how many times do we see, and there is nothing more gratifying than that, is there? Mm-hmm. We sit down with somebody and you say, hey, we, we go through the numbers and go through the numbers and we make sure they're right, and we see the plan, which is no guarantee but it's a pretty good assurance that gives you, gives you an idea uh, from some scientific approach that's objective that tells us that you're on track. And then we see people retire. And I'm gonna tell you what, I love that. I live for that. Mm-hmm. I live for that. To to help make other people wealthy, to help them use their wealth and enjoy it, to to realize their dreams. And if they want to pass it on to their loved ones when they're gone, I mean, that's what we live for. We live and breathe that. That's our passion. So, you know, we're gonna get into a little more depth here as we in the next part of the show as we talk about verifying some numbers. You know, looking at all the sources of income, if you're under Social Security, we're going to talk about the things you need to be looking for there. You know, the numbers and consider an above average life expectancy. Yep. You know, look at all, look at all your outside assets. You know, those are going to be some of the things we're going to cover in the next part of the show. You're going to want to be sure, you know, we want to, what's our giveaway today, Eric? Are you feeling generous?
3: I am feeling generous. It's Friday. It's not five o'clock yet, but it is Friday, so we are we are going to feel generous today. And our giveaway is we're going to offer a free stress test to either your portfolio or your situation, meaning your retirement situation. Stress test show you what can happen, what could happen, and what maybe can't happen, and what you can and can't afford.
2: Now, somebody walked in off the street. We would there'd be a minimum fee that we would charge of five hundred bucks mm-hmm. just for our time. We're not making money on that. We just charge our time, we're absolutely going to do that for free because we want you to see this. We want you to see this, not somebody else's situation or what you read in a magazine or you saw on CNBC, you know, and hey, I just need to replace a 80% of my income rule, but to really look at this and really stress test it with all the scientific tools that we're able to use for you to help you get a clear picture, because we're pretty confident that if you can see what's broken, we'd love to be part of the solution, but at least, you know, we're going to help you see that. So call in at five one three four five four ninety nine ninety nine. Visit us on the web at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. dot com. You know, there's you can sign up for there, get educational pieces. But that's uh, you can call in and ask us, and we'll we'll do that.
3: Yep. Or if you're already on social media, go to our Facebook page, Rick Saylor Financial, and ask for the free offer right there. Um, follow us, and if you're on Twitter, you know, tweet it out, and we'll go ahead and make sure we get you the uh, our free giveaway. It is Friday.
2: Well, stay tuned for the next part of the show and the numbers. You're listening to the Straight Talk, Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor.
3: And Eric Hamburg.
1: Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life.
0: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Money is an awesome thing If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings
2: Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I manage my mother's care and I took her through her money in the spend-down into the veterans' benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living and at the end of her life two years later was over $8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me, the premiums can never go up, and, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today.
1: Rick Saylor, financial sailing for the best part of your life
0: money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it the joy it brings
2: hey what about estate planning an up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate and without well don't worry about it the government will decide for you the three enemies to an estate today are number one the federal inheritance tax two probate and number three income tax So your choices here are you can give all your money away, that might not be any fun, you may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits, so a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation.
1: Part of your life.
2: The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network.
0: Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings.
2: Well, you're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your. Transparent Wealth Management host Rick Saylor
3: and Eric Hamburg.
2: So we're on this topic Erica planning for your retirement and the what-ifs. So we uh, we promised our listeners 12 and uh, we got some work to do here for the end of the show (laughs) and how to protect your savings from unwanted financial surprises. Well a couple general guidelines here that I just like to throw out is think of this. How about writing a job description for your investments? So it's just like you would look at a job that you would be doing, and with that detail, why don't you write one for your plan to see what you expect all these different pieces to be doing in relationship to the overall picture?
3: And there are a couple of different pieces you want in that job description of your investments. The first one is get clear on what your goals are. So this is the first thing I would say you must do in order to understand your goals. You know, I like the idea of writing a job description for your investments, So it's, you know, by I say goals is what's the goal of that money is the goal of that money to generate income for yourself at age 60, or is that goal of your money not to touch until age 70, or maybe not even to touch at all. So you're more worried about capital appreciation because you might hear the term capital appreciation or dividends and income, but in the investing world, different investments make up different pieces of those and the not the same investment for capital appreciation is going to be able to generate the same income if you're looking to generate income off of it.
2: So let's just hit these as a highlight. You know, we've got get clear on what your goals are. I think the general rule for goals are they need to be specific. They need to be measurable. They need to be achievable. They need to be reasonable and they need to be time sensitive. Mm -hmm. You know, the acronym is smart. So be specific with that. Just like you would set personal goals, set what your financial goals are. Uh, the second one or the third one down here, evaluate the most effective solutions. Now, if you haven't done number one or number two there, you're not going to be able to do number three. Nope. So, I mean, there's an order to the universe. And so as you start to look at these, because realize this, you're not the first one to ever go down this path of, of looking and seeking out financial independence and accumulating wealth and planning this out. So copy success, copy what the successful people have done. And again, we've seen a lot of people successfully do that. Yep. So rely on us.
3: The last one here, it's begin a transition plan. And this this is probably going to be the, the most difficult one for anybody to follow. It's taking the action. You've written it down. You know what you do now. You have to do it. And by doing it is, you know, by continuing to monitoring it and making sure that transition, your goal is actually maybe change it up.
2: So let's jump into some numbers. We've covered the first two. Don't go be Well, how about three through six? Verify the Social Security numbers. Well, there's a number of things here. Make sure your record's correct. You you can go online. What do you mean
3: by record, Rick?
2: Well, everybody who pays into Social Security, Eric, has got a Social Security record. You want to make sure they're not missing earnings. There's no zeros where you should have earnings. That kind of thing, because if you don't – Correct it, they're just going to calculate it off of misinformation. And when I first started my career, there were millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in uncredited earnings that people hadn't taken credit for. And it was just, and if you don't correct it, it's kind of like Napoleonic law you're guilty till you prove yourself innocent. You're wrong. You got to prove yourself right. You know, the second thing I'm going to say is uh, start getting that record and looking at the, the, the estimates on what you can expect to get out of this because there is a substantial difference. Let's say if you go, if you're born between 1943 and 1954, your full Social Security age is 66. Well, if you go early at 62, there is a substantial cut. cost you 25% for every life. year for life. And then you go all the way up to age 70. So that range, by waiting, you get 8% more per income per year for the rest of your life, 67, 68, 69 to 70. So it's 32% more. Now you look at that contrast between age 62 and 70, 57% difference. That's a game changer. Social security is not a joke. It's a source of income. And, and you got to look at the numbers. You got to verify. You got to find out what's right for your situation. If you say, hey, my wife and I aren't in the greatest of health. That's a different snorer.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: Ooh. know, all these things come into play. And when you're actually, we can optimize it for you. we I got a program that does that, and it'll spit that out.
3: And that's what that next one does. So it's factor in all other sources of income. So looking at you know, let me
2: touch on one other thing on Social Security because okay. there's really three three areas you're looking at. It's not just retirement, it's not just spousal benefit, and it's not just survivor benefit. There's three dimensions to that. And what is there? Three thousand one hundred and seventy two different combinations.
3: Yeah, it's off the chart. So when you show you, you know know, all this big benefit of you deferring it, but you have to look at your other sources of income. If you have other income, if you have other investments, then it's, and you're in relatively good health, it could benefit you by delaying Social Security. However, if you're in a boat and you're looking you're saying, I don't have anything else to generate income out of, it might not be feasible for you to delay it. So, you know, your brother or your sister's or your neighbor's plan could be totally different. And just because they drew social, social Security at 62 doesn't mean you have to or it's going to be right for you. It's looking at your income, your scenario, not what somebody else told you they did.
2: And we did a show, uh, there were several shows back, and uh, there's a there's a good article on that, um, and it's on the Morningstar state, uh, website. Is that who produced yep, that? It's called Alpha, Beta, and Gamma. And the short version is is when you're just managing risk, which is the alpha, beta, that's upside downside in portfolios, was that extra component that said, okay, well, what if you used, you were looking at the accounts, and when you draw smart withdrawals, you're drawn from the up accounts, not the down ones, because it does less damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and what if you use an annuity in your portfolio, um, you know, that's going to guarantee an income stream. When all those things come into play. What if you use Social Security and you optimize that? That gamma or component adds to the, the plus side of the equation and the probability of success. Not, not guaranteeing, but it's, it's better because there's things we don't know. Now, one of the things to consider, I think, in numbers, Eric, and I think we see this far too often, people just don't think they're going to live that long. But like that famous quote, Anonymous, whoever it was, that said, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. (laughs) Right? And I just taught the class, just opened the class in my first week, and I said, if you, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You know, eat. Eat right. Eat better. You know, exercise. Keep moving. All those things that we know we should be doing. If you want to take supplements, I take supplements. I mean, There's a number of things that you can be doing to increase your probability and decrease the cost and be proactive in that. But I think, you know, as we live longer lives, that's something just as a reality. That's a factor that could cause a significant change. And here the example is look at considering 50% chance that you're going to live longer and above the 50% of the average health group. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you again we're saying use age ninety, there's good odds that one of you going to live ninety years. If you're a couple and you're a baby boomer, why not use a hundred?
3: Yep, and especially looking at your own life expectancy, look at your family. What are your? How long have your parents lived? How long have your brothers and sisters lived? If if, if all of them have lived well into their eighties, nineties, um, we're not saying you're going to live that long, but you better prepare for it because it's happened. And vice versa, if your parents and if your siblings haven't lived that long where maybe cancer runs in your family or something like that, you know, we're not saying you're going to live a short life, but maybe it might not be to your advantage to draw social security at age 70. So it's, it's taking in the variables. It's, again, it's making the most, it's
2: going to impact those decisions. Okay. Well, consider adding in outside assets. You know what your investments are, but are you really looking at things like your 401k and your employer's plan, retirement accounts from previous jobs, you know IRAs and other investment accounts for retirement well consider this and if you've got stranded 401Ks and 403Bs and divert comp plans out there hey those are li- those could be idle assets and it's not okay to put those on cruise control we may be in this benign period of volatility but let me assure you it's coming back and just to leave those in there and say hey if it drops it'll come back i'm i'm going to tell you what um you need to be proactively looking at it because it could be it could be a game changer for you. With, and with, on that piece, Eric, why don't we address consider changing your investment allocation.
3: Correct, and that kind of goes hand in hand investment allocation, certain investments are going to perform well in certain situations, meaning you know, one of the biggest things a lot of people overlook is, you know, majority of your money is in your IRA or 401k. Well, that means every single withdrawal you take out of there is going to be taxable. If you can have certain investments that perform well and tax deferred investments and others that perform well and taxable take advantage of it you know if certain companies pay out big dividends you know on a quarterly basis or monthly basis and that's capped out of 15 percent um dividends uh dividends bracket if that's where your income is maybe you use that money for income and not put it in some capital preservation so your investment allocation it's kind of more important today than ever because taxes could erode a good chunk of um of where your income comes from.
2: So here's one that uh, and we're all married so you know if you're married don't forget your spouse that could be trouble. <laughs> now what are we talking about there? Well how about the survivor benefits on pensions? How about the you know the spousal benefits in terms of how health care coverage is? How about this the, the survivor benefit on Social Security and how that's impacted by when you draw? Mm-hmm. You know, all those things that come in and these are these are big deal breakers. Yeah, social and security game especially. If you do it right. Yep. But look at it ahead of time where you you know you've got some time to rechart a new course. Well, I think the best one of the best things that we see and we encourage people to do, Eric, is figure out how much let's begin with the end of mind. Figure out how much income you really need. You know, and, and again, what are we talking about? Every financial, every retirement plan is unique like a fingerprint. So Your dreams, your visions, your values, your goals. That's going to be different than everybody else. And put that in there and let that determine. Don't use these general guidelines, 70%, 80% of your final working income. Maybe you need more. Maybe you need less. But I'm going to encourage you because that's going to affect number 10. Check the withdrawal rate. You've heard this idea that 4% is what you can take off. I'm telling you that's outdated. Maybe you can take more. Maybe you got to take less. Yep. You know, because that's the deal that can make you run out.
3: That's right. And if you're just on a cruise control 4%, well, 4% might be OK when the market's going up. But if you're still withdrawing that same dollar figure when your portfolio is down, you're actually going to be taking more than 4%. So it's being, you know, it's, it's watching it and monitoring it and making sure you're still drawing the right amount.
2: Well, and I think as we look at that and we're adapting, adjusting our sales, to use the metaphor of Rick Sailor Financial, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, make the changes that are necessary. You know, don't wait, you know, until that last moment where you don't have as many, you know, what I want to say, options available. Because again, what can you do? You can work longer, you can save more, you can take more investment risk, although that may not be as fun, outside your comfort range, Mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get more return from that. Uh, You could cut your expenses. That doesn't sound like much fun. (laughs) Or you could just say, hey, kids, we love you, but... So I think the final one is just because you did this, don't get it and forget it. Don't do it and forget it. you got to revisit it at least once a year, at least once a year.
3: Yep, and make changes if necessary.
2: Yes, yeah, so take us up on the offer. It's a great value. It's free to you, absolutely free. We're going to stress test your portfolio and whatever and your holdings and your financial plan and whatever dimension it needs to be done, and all you have to do is contact us. You can contact us at 513-454-9999, 24 hours a day. Uh, send us a, an email at uh, info at Straight Talk Clear Decisions or visit our website and contact us there. You can sign up for our free e-newsletter and some other things and yep. visit get our, engaged.
3: Visit our Facebook page and uh, follow us on Twitter, and we'll be happy to get this free information out to you. Well, another day, Eric, another show.
2: It is absolutely, and warmth is coming next week. So you're listening to the Straight Talk, Clear Decisions radio show. Thank you for joining us with your host, Rick Saylor.
3: And Eric Hamburg.